Wednesday, March the 17th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist, sponsored by TD Ameritrade. Coming up, EU regulator backs AstraZeneca jab and Britain raises its nuclear arms cap. First, the world in brief. The European Medicines Agency said there is no indication that the Oxford University AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine is linked to an increased risk of blood clots. Cyprus, Latvia, Luxembourg and Sweden are the latest European countries to halt the jab, along with France and Germany. The World Health Organization urged countries to continue their vaccination programs. Meanwhile, Moderna began testing its COVID-19 vaccine on babies and children in America and Canada. The trial will gauge the efficacy of the jab in those aged from 6 months to 12 years, the youngest group to receive any coronavirus vaccine so far. The drug company expects results from an ongoing trial of 12 to 17-year-olds as early as summer. The British government said it will raise the cap on its nuclear weapons stockpile by 40% and increase its focus on the Indo-Pacific region as part of a big post-Brexit foreign policy overhaul. Britain also pledged to do more to combat the systemic challenge of China, but named Russia as the most acute threat to national security. Russia tried to spread misleading or unsubstantiated allegations against Joe Biden ahead of the 2020 presidential election, according to the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. In its first report since November's poll, it contradicted the suggestion made by allies of Donald Trump that China had interfered on Mr Biden's behalf. No foreign government attempted to change votes or alter ballots, it said. Russian news agencies reported that the Kremlin will block Twitter in Russia in a month if the company refuses to take down posts the government wants removed. It is already one of five social media platforms being sued by the Russian state for allegedly encouraging children to take part in illegal anti-Kremlin protests. Twitter denies the claims against it. Huawei recorded its biggest ever annual increase in the number of active patents it owns from just over 85,000 in 2019 to more than 100,000 last year. The Chinese telecom giant, which holds more 5G patents than any other company in the world, plans to start charging other smartphone makers a royalty to use its technology. And Save the Children, a British charity, warned that Islamist terrorists have beheaded children as young as 11 in Mozambique. Since 2017, more than 2,500 people have been killed in the northern province of Cabo Delgado, and 700,000 have fled their homes. The charity said that the threat from extremists has escalated rapidly over the past year. And now, here's today's agenda. Forward thinking. The Fed meets. The Federal Reserve is unlikely to make major policy changes at the conclusion of its monetary policy meeting today. However, investors will watch closely as interest rate setters include the effect of Joe Biden's $1.9 trillion stimulus in their economic projections. Since the Fed last released forecasts in December, the yield on 10-year Treasury bonds has risen by about 0.7 percentage points, as investors have priced in higher interest rates and inflation. Policymakers' numbers will give a sense of how much they agree with the markets. The central bank may also choose to marginally raise the interest rate it pays banks on their cash balances, in order to fight a downward drift of overnight interest rates within its target range of 0 to 0.25%. The effective federal funds rate is currently 0.07%. An abundance of cash in the banking system, caused by the Fed's ongoing monthly assets purchases, has been pushing rates down. Political prognosis Dutch elections 
The Netherlands is often a bellwether for European political trends because it is so easy for new parties to get into Parliament. At least 15 parties are expected to make the cut after today's elections. There is little doubt that the centre-right Liberals will win and that their leader, Mark Rutte, will serve a fourth term as Prime Minister. The Party for Freedom, run by Heert Wilders, an anti-Muslim populist, will probably come next. The main question is who will be third, the centre-right Christian Democrats or the progressive D66 party, which has been rising in the polls. Both are likely to stay in the coalition government and more votes will mean more influence. One newcomer is Volt, a pan-European pro-EU party which polls suggest will win at least one seat. Still, parties on the left will be lucky to win a third of the votes, not least because Mr Rutter has recently moved towards the centre. Billion Dollar Question The FCC's 5G Spectrum Auction American telecoms providers are desperate for wireless spectrum on which they can build 5G networks. And the Federal Communications Commission, a regulator, is making a bundle providing it. In December and January, after 97 rounds of bidding, the FCC auctioned off $81 billion worth of Spectrum licenses that will primarily be used for 5G. More may soon be up for grabs. Today the agency will vote on whether to auction off another block of Spectrum in October. Doing so would bring in a lot of money. Verizon, a telecoms group, spent almost $52 billion at the last auction, nearly three times its net income for 2020. But the hefty price tags are worth it for the buyers. The Spectrum FCC is selling gives wireless providers the best opportunity to offer consumers the lightning-fast speeds promised by 5G's evangelists. Their current 5G offerings, in contrast, are just slightly faster connections built on Spectrum the carriers already own. Back in the dock. Sarkozy's next trial. Just over two weeks after he was found guilty of corruption and influence peddling, today Nicolas Sarkozy is back in the dock. This time, the former French president is accused of exceeding campaign spending caps during his unsuccessful bid for re-election in 2012. Known as Big Malian after the events firm behind his campaign, the case centres on allegations that fake invoices were sent to the centre-right candidate's party in order to circumvent rules that cap a candidate's spending at 22.5 million euros, 26.7 million dollars. Unlike his co-accused, Mr Sarkozy is not charged with knowing about the fake invoices. But he is accused of continuing to spend at a time when it was obvious that he was heading over the limit. Investigators say that his final expenses came in at 42.8 million euros. Mr Sarkozy denies all accusations. He has already appealed against his conviction in the first case. His trial in the second, unless it is delayed by COVID-19, ends on April 15th. Hashtag Free Britney The case against conservatorships Today, lawyers for Britney Spears, a pop star, will argue that Jamie Spears, her father, should not be given greater control over her finances. Mr Spears claims that doing so is in her best interests. The hearing in Los Angeles is part of a row over Miss Spears' conservatorship, a controversial legal arrangement whereby a court hands the rights of someone deemed incapacitated to someone else. Miss Spears has been subject to one since a breakdown in 2008. The case, which triggered fans to launch a hashtag Free Britney campaign, has brought attention to the problems of conservatorships, which strip people of the power to make choices about their finances, medical care and other matters. About 1.3 million old or mentally impaired Americans are subject to them. They are ripe for abuse. Stories of old people being swindled abound. 
They are also rarely necessary, as they can be avoided using less restrictive alternatives, such as powers of attorney and legal trusts. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Jean Ingelow, born on this day in 1820. If one cannot have success, the next most agreeable thing is failure. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.